one more episode of Don't Shit on the Bus. We are here with a really good one. I know I say every one is a really good one, but we've got my all-time favorite combo. We have an artist and their crew member on the show today, and I just want to say a huge thank you to Michelle, or MGH, all the way from Australia, and Rule, for doing this. And you know, it is definitely could not have been possible without Michelle. Of, of course, appreciate you too as well, Rule. But I did not reach out to him myself and say, hey, come on the podcast. I reached out to Michelle and said, hey, I would love to have both of you guys on. And she made it happen. So, you know, it's his trust in her just demonstrated by the fact that he was like, I'll go on a podcast with a pretty immature but makes sense kind of name and do this with her. And I appreciate that. So thank you both of you guys for doing this. I hope that everyone listening can learn something from this because that's the goal. And it, and it was fun. It was fun to just hear people who are so personable and get along so well just hang out. And, you know, it's they're in heavy lockdown down in Australia, so they really haven't been able to hang out. So I think this is just their excuse to chat for an hour. But I'm happy to be the vessel to deliver that excuse. So thank you for allowing me to come and hang out with you guys. Uh, it was a good episode. I mean, we talked about touring with Rule. She's been with him for the past six years. He's been growing up on the road. He's, uh, I don't even think he's 20 yet. So the past six years is, there's just some transformal, transformal, transformative. You grow a lot in those six years. You know what I mean? So it was an important time to be with him. And they've toured around the world together. Europe, US, UK, Asia, a lot of the fun stuff, Australia, of course. And I hope they can get back out on the road soon. But yeah, enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. As always, subscribe, whatever you want to do. If you want to support the show, you can do that with our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash D-S-O-T-B. Don't shit on the bus. And we do have a new one this week. So thank you, Alfonso, for signing up and joining us on Patreon. We appreciate you and appreciate your support. Uh, you know, that is how I afford Connor. <laughs> that is how we afford everything we do. And you know, this week we started creating a list on the discord because some people are touring now so when they tour and they go to a city we want to know who lives there so they can meet up with other members of don't shit on the bus and of course if you sign up we send you some bag tags and stickers one that has a poop with a giant cross through it because you put it where you should not shit which is probably on the bus anyway that is my spiel for the patreon we appreciate everybody who supports it thank you everybody in the discord for hanging out every week i know i've been a little bit absent the past few weeks but i've now relocated to la so now I should be able to concentrate a bit more now that my time is not being spent loading things in a U-Haul. Anyway, that's all I've got for you guys today. So take it away, Michelle, Rule, and me, and enjoy this podcast. I mean, I usually just start out by saying thank you for joining me. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited thanks. for this. Michelle and I have, haven't done a... Uh, interview or like i don't know whatever this is an interview like you're saying it's just a hangout yeah a hangout. <laughs> yeah yeah we've never done like this something like this before though so it's gonna be cool and we actually haven't even got a chance to hang out for ages either because it's been just we've been in lockdown city for so long so this is cool, it's cool yeah you hang. haven't pointed that dutty camera in my face in almost a year and a half which is crazy it's been a while I'll be your guys' chaperone for the hangout here. I'll just be the overseer while you guys see yeah, each other yeah. for the first time in a long time. Come up with interesting conversation points in case we, yeah. we run dry. Guided hangout. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Michelle and I have hung out before we've talked. We're, we're familiar with each other. Rule, we really appreciate you being here. Obviously, it's a, I don't know, of an outside your comfort zone. Maybe, maybe not outside your comfort zone, but we just really appreciate your time. You know, so thank you for doing this. Thank you. And the goal today is just kind of learn about you guys, learn about your relationship. Mm -hmm. and 
how you guys work together, some stories you have. It just We just want to know how you don't shit on the bus and, you know, have a good time on tour. But if you want to start, can we hear the shit the bus, shit on the bus story first? We yeah. can omit names. I feel, like, love I feel like every artist or like touring crew has a shit on the bus story. I feel like we're not that special, but I don't know. I feel like it would be rude not to tell the story because, you know, we're on don't shit on the bus. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, do you want to start it? Do you want to start it off? Yeah, well, I could tell. I could start off with how I found it out because I think that is actually hilarious. So that's probably the best part of the story. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's my favorite part of the story. So we we were in Berlin and we actually had a couple of day stopover, and the band had gone out the night before, and I didn't go out because I usually am editing late, and I also don't drink, so I'm like I'm the nana, so I usually just go to bed. And they were up really late and, and uh, they came home. I can't remember what time they came home. But anyway, in the morning when we, we parked, I walked to the day room with Rule's mum. So Rule was like super young then, maybe 16, I think. So Rule's mum was on the tour with us. And we walked to the day room and Kate said to me, oh, you know, the boys were a bit rowdy last night. I had to clean up a little mess. And I was like, I'm thinking she, like somebody had vomited or something. I was like, oh, my God, that is so gross. You had to, like, clean up spew. And she's like, oh, no, it wasn't spew. And I was like, what? (laughs) What else could it be? No, it was, like, number twos. And it was like, I was like, there's no way that you, as Rule's mum, should be doing that on this tour. Like, what? The best part about it is, like, uh, it was was the one rule everyone had. Like, you know, as soon as you get on a bus, the the, tour, the bus driver, the tour manager, whoever it is, it's just like, don't shit on the bus. Whatever you do, just do not shit on the bus. Like, it's a huge thing. It's a huge deal. And then, like, it was, <laughs> it was not even, like, really in the toilet, was it? It was just, like, he kind of disobeyed every rule possible. Yeah, and, uh, I think it was all, yeah. And your mom had to look after it, which, oh, my God. She's used to that, though. She, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if anyone, she'd be the best at it. I would not. Yeah. I'd yeah. Freak. I don't know how I would have coped with that if I had to I would just it, be so. like, yeah, another day in the office. And <laughs> Yo, I feel like parents always tell me that. They're like, yeah, I've had a kid, you know, poop isn't a thing anymore. It's just not grossing me out. And I, I'm going to assume that nobody here has kids actually. Yeah. I, I think I know. Yeah. We're none yeah. of us are parents. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I'll ever get over it though. People say that, but I can't imagine a world where I'm like, okay with it. I can't handle dog poop, so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, anyway, poor <laughs> We're completely starting this interview absolutely shitting on him. But, um, hey, he shut up. We were not going to name. We'll just leave it. Poor beep. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> poor beep, yeah. Well, well, respect to your mom for uh, taking over and doing the damn thing because I know there's repercussions if you don't clean that up. Yeah, that was the thing. There was, like, that they had, the bus driver had said there's a fine, like, there's, and and then... The person was like, am I going to get this? It was like $2,000 or something like crazy. It was like some crazy fine because they had to clean out the tank just or something. Just to scare you, yeah. It was definitely just to scare, but it was pretty funny. Hey, it works. Everybody we've had on is like, oh, yeah, we do not do that. Except for one person was like, oh, we're pretty wealthy. We have a grinder. And I was like, wow, that's okay. a level of <laughs> I don't want to get to. Well, is that better? You just, uh... I don't know how that's better. Oh my God. Yeah, it's not better. It's still stored. Basically, it just, yeah, we don't have to get into deep. I know it's the name no, of the that's <laughs> Let's go. I'm, yeah. I'm cool. So how it works is it basically turns the solid to liquid and then they're allowed to get on the bus. So they get a grind. It's called a grinder. And um... I was thinking like mints, like that was my image. Like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> trying to liquid. It was more of like a, um, 
meaty consistency. A meaty texture. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to just keep going. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. We could just... <laughs> we'll have to ask. We'll get them back on. So tell us about this grinder. <laughs> I can't imagine this the smell, but this, this is the thing. I thought that was the whole point. It was like, it's not going anywhere. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. not going to be great. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that, you know, when you're younger, you have your parents tell you something that makes sense when you're younger and you get older and you're like, that wasn't true. I just believed it. This might be that thing on tour that they just tell you, but there's no way of verifying yeah. or seeing something else. So they just tell you these things and so nobody does it. Who knows? There is a lot of that. We got to get a bus driver on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, you do. Can you please get one on just, for, just to find out? <laughs> oh man, bus driver. I'm sure you guys know bus drivers are a different breed. Fuck. Oh, do we know we've that? Had some, we've had some, absolutely. We've had some doozies. Oh, you had some wild bus drivers? We had a couple that were like, um, we thought, you know, they were going to be our bus driver for the whole tour. And then it got to the Canadian border and he was like, I can't cross <laughs> legally. I can't cross. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's got a, a felony or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to get another one. And now he was like, and we're like, fuck, okay. And then he just. You knew this was happening. And then we had this other um, tour bus driver for the for the Canadian bit of the tour, and uh, yeah, that was funny. The American bus driver would um, every every day you'd wake up and Fox News was on, so you just had all of this like pro Trump stuff. Like it like it was the first thing that you woke up, with, and it was like super overwhelming. You're trying to have a cup of tea, and you're just like, oh my god, like just feeling super uncomfortable. And then the, the the European one, he actually was okay. And then something happened right at the end, and everyone like there was some dodgy story, and he ended up being like just a complete jerk. <laughs> and it just anyway. like ruined everything. Anyway. Well, it sounds like you guys have had a lot of stories and a lot of experiences oh, about stuff that is not relevant at all to <laughs> what we're probably trying to talk about. But uh, no, I'm I'm just saying it's it's good because I'm sure a lot of them will continue to to come up as we talk. But I want to take. I'm sure you guys know, and maybe people are familiar with you guys know, but I want to go back to kind of when you guys met so we can at least start there. And from what I understand, you guys, Michelle's been working with you guys for like, was it six years or is it longer than that? Six years? Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds right. Years, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I want to know how you guys met. So if correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle, but you kind of came on with like a team and started working with Rule. Can you just tell me a little bit about that before we... Yeah go into rule side of it. So I just want to know the setup of how you became. Yeah. I think it's important for context too, because yeah, the team was kind of mostly established when rule came along. So rules manager and rules creative director um, are two people that I've worked with for a very long time. They actually were really instrumental in a previous project that I did as well, which was a book. So rules manager, Nate, uh, was the producer, co-producer of my book and rules creative director was actually the designer of my book as well. So we'd work on a number of projects together and also uh, Jeremy Grey Ghost, who's rules creative director. He also directs a lot of video clips. And at that time I was working really closely with Jeremy on a bunch of video clips. I would assistant direct with him. Um, I would do stills. And so the team was working really, really closely together. And in fact, the team was working together on a project when we met Rule's dad. So we were actually, Rule's dad was actually a client um, on a project that we were working for one of Nate's other artists. And so we were actually working with Ralph that uh, for a couple of days in a row. And I think it was after that project finished, Rule's dad actually showed Nate a recording of Rule and said, hey, will you listen to this? And that's kind of where the story starts <laughs> as dads and moms do, you know, yeah. Hey, you know, 
stage dad look at him go <laughs> funny looking back at that i would have like if i was there that i reckon if i was there at that shoot for any reason that recording would have never been shown mate dad stop you would have been mortified yeah 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 no that that's old ralphie so yeah that's kind of how i met my manager nate and then I just started to meet the team. When we started to, you know, work together, I was just doing like these video shoots where I was like singing covers and I, I started writing a little bit. Yeah, that's when I met Michelle. I think was it at that, which shoot was that? Was that the powerful shoot would have been or like the... um? I think the first time I met you actually randomly was, you know, when you did that, you know, when Hugh left Melbourne and you did yes. that, you did that gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did yeah, like yeah. a... So Nate's best friend left to go to London. Nate is the manager, your current Nate manager. Nate is the manager, yes. Okay, I'm getting these names. I got it. I know. I'm so sorry. It's confusing. And so Rule came along that night to do some, like, acoustic kind of covers. And I remember it being weird because you weren't even allowed in the venue because I think you were, like, 14 at the time. And so there was this whole thing that had to get you to perform really quickly and then leave. Yeah, but I just I remember it specifically because Rule was like he was really tiny, like super super young, and hadn't shot up to six foot four yet, and was kind of shy. But the first time he, it was the first time I heard him sing, and I cried. Like I was sitting there crying in this venue. Like Michelle does that a lot, though. So I wouldn't. I do. I do. I do get emotional a lot. When you do it all the time, Michelle, you have to save (laughs) it. This was the first time, so it would be more meaningful the first time. So, okay. yeah, I got really emotional and was like, wow, this this kid's really special and his voice is just incredible and was, yeah, I was just really blown away. So, and then and then I think, I just I remember the first time we shot at my studio. I don't know if that was the first time we actually, I mean, that was the first time we did an official shoot and I remember saying to Nate, Rule had, I think, done one or two shoots before and I remember saying to Nate, uh, he's like, better than probably 90% of people I've ever worked with just in terms of how he, I don't know, was just in front of the camera, just like super self-aware and not in a posy way, like actually just a really relaxed, chill way. Just was like. You're talking about Rule's ability to be photographed, not about his, well, maybe talking about his music as well, but that's not what you're saying His right ability, now. ability okay. to be photographed, yeah. So sorry if I'm like embarrassing you, Rule, because I don't think I've ever I told him this. So. <laughs> He's like writing um, it down. He's like very good at yeah. being photographed at this. <laughs> no, he was just really natural. And he again, he was really young. He was like 14. And okay. you would expect someone to not be as, I guess, self-aware or be just really. I mean, I, you know, you guys work with musicians as well. A lot of them are actually really nervous in front of the camera and actually really difficult to work with. And Rule wasn't from the very start. So it's always been a pleasure to shoot him because he's just, he enjoys having his photo taken and he's just really natural. And like I said, not really in an overly posy way, just relaxed and easy to shoot. So yeah, it's always been easy to work with him. That's great. Well, (laughs) Rule, I know you were a bit younger at the time when you guys first met, obviously, but is it something that they approached you and I mean, how did that feel? Or was it just all done through, I don't know too much about how your business worked back then, but uh, I don't know if it's appropriate to say, was it done through your parents or did you make these decisions? What was it like from your end? It was, it was strange. It was like when it all started to happen, I guess, and I started to write music and do shows and do photo shoots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of always just thought of it as like some hobby and I became just good friends with my team. Like it felt weird because I was yeah like 14, 15, but it felt like, I don't know. I kind of met them halfway in age. Like they kind of came down 10 years and I kind of went up 10 years. 
and like we kind of met like I was quite mature and then all my team were like super immature and uh it was great <laughs> so true <laughs> and uh yeah it worked really well so like it was like we became friends like it didn't feel like they were like my team that were you know that could be my parents or like my parents yeah yeah my dad kind of got me into the business just through that showing Nate that thing because he works in advertising and just you know met him on a whim on the shoot but uh other than that no I kind of just was doing it by myself with my team and uh I just I really loved it and I, I didn't really think of it as anything like that I was gonna do this for my life and this would be my career and this would you know be the thing that I could pursue and you know take around the world like I never thought of it like that I was just like I love doing this I have fun doing this and if I can do this more and you know make, you know write music and put it out and play shows like that's all I want to do so why not just take this opportunity yeah and then it all just came quickly and then everything just started to snowball a little bit and then next thing I know Michelle and I and my band and Joel my videographer and Nate were like in Berlin and France and doing all these crazy Japan. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Japan exactly. Japan was like the first place we went. Yeah, like properly overseas to to do a show, and that was incredible. And then when I kind of realized that I was doing it at this scale, I was like, oh my god, like I can do this for a living. Like how how did I get here? Like <laughs> what did I do to deserve it? Like it's pretty pretty amazing. So it sounds like you were just kind of taking it living in the now and just taking it one moment after the next and then at one point and that's i feel like that's the way it helped me cope with it all was like the living in the now and taking it one moment as it comes and like kind of just not setting yourself too many goals as well just kind of yeah just taking it day by day really helped me kind of keep my head on straight i feel like yeah that makes sense it could i mean thinking about these things as a big picture can probably be quite overwhelming the first time you do it and then if you continue to do it you probably trip yourself out a little bit yeah because also too like some of the first places we went like japan i remember you know there was people there was fans waiting for rule at the hotel and and at airports and stuff and again rule's really young and i think we were shocked at how well he coped with it and i think like he just explained obviously just living in the now i think we were more worried about how he's going to cope with everything and rule was kind of just going with the flow and really really managing with it really really well uh and it just kind of got bigger and bigger as well so it's always been impressive to see how grounded rule stayed and um like i genuinely mean that like he's just a really really lovely person to be around and a pleasure to work with and it just is like friends like it's always been like that the, t- the team's really tight and it doesn't really feel like it never really felt like there was a little kid it always felt like we were all kind of hanging out. So when he said that thing about we all kind of came down in age and he went out, like I feel like that's very true. It never felt like there was just this little child around us. It always felt like just another friend. I mean, hearing what you did when you were 14 demonstrates that (laughs) you were more mature because when I was 14, I'm thinking back, there wasn't a conscious effort to do anything of, you know, anything for me. So, um, well, I'm excited to hear about the family aspects of this more so when we talk about touring and how you guys tour. But before we get there, I wanted to say, like, I know that most artists will get a touring photographer and then kind of break the rest of their visuals up amongst other creatives. However, with you guys, not only does Michelle photograph you on the road, but she, you know, works closely with the creative director, Jeremy, and photographs your album covers, press shots, visuals for posters, etc. So from an artist standpoint, Rule, what's it like being able to kind of consistently work with another artist? on the visual aspect of your career like is that what what's that feel like it's just heaps easier it's so good like the fact that michelle's so amazing at both it was just like the luckiest thing because 
I feel like there's not many people or not many like photographers who could do, you know, touring and show photography and the kind of editorial press, you know, album cover stuff as well. Like, yeah, it's, it's been pretty great. And I feel like Michelle and Jeremy, I was talking about before with my creative director and I, we will all have a very similar sort of idea of what we think is cool and what we think is good and what we think is, you know, new and, and there's never any clashing heads. Like we all kind of, it, I don't know, it's, it, it works just really, really well. We all feel good when we, when we finish a shoot, we never feel like anyone was uncomfortable. Any opportunity was missed. Yeah. It's always been a really steady flow, which I'm very, very grateful for. Yeah. What, what's it like when you do shoot with other photographers? Like I'm sure there is, is there times when a magazine is like, you have to shoot with this photographer <laughs> or something like that? Yeah. It is like that a lot. Like when I'm, especially when I'm doing like magazines and like a cover. Or something. Like that, yeah. Like cover and magazines and stuff like that. Then that's really the only times I wouldn't work with Michelle. I don't know. I feel like it's just always easier with Michelle because I can always tell her if I don't want to do something or, you know, can always kind of, I, I just feel a lot more comfortable. So I guess with other photographers, I've worked with like other great photographers, but it never really feels like I can, you know, reach my potential of like, you know, different, you know, ways of, you know, posing my body and shit like that. Like I, I feel like I'm a little bit more conservative with other photographers, but Michelle, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think too, like that, that trust has been established too, because he knows, like Rule knows that he has sign off on everything as well. So that's something really important. It's always up to Rule with what goes out. So if, if we try something and it, we, you know, we do really all push ourselves creatively, that, that goes for the whole creative team. We really push ourselves to be the best every single time. And if something doesn't work, then it just means that, you know, people aren't going to see it. And that doesn't always happen with, you know, when you're doing other shoots and stuff can get published that you're not overly happy with. So I think there's that trust and freedom as well, which I think is a really great exactly. part of working yeah. with someone. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's quite like scary sometimes when you're in a, you know, a studio doing a photo shoot with a bunch of people you don't know, doing it for a magazine that you're not that familiar with. And, you know, you've approved all these clothes and, you know, the backdrop looks cool, but then the photographer's like asking you to, I don't know, like take your shirt off for like, you know, do something that I usually am a bit like, you know, skeptical about, like, unless it feels really right. And yeah, like if I am, I don't know, too nice and just like say, yeah, and just do it. And then I'm uncomfortable with it. There's been a lot of times where like, I just haven't had say on like being able to take it out. And then they don't tell us when they're going to put it out. And then the next thing I see is like a fan has like tagged me in like a photo that I've never seen of myself where I don't like it. And it's, you know, mm. an editorial shoot. And it's really shitty it's real scary i don't know so now like when especially when i do shoots that aren't with michelle i kind of have to have like a big kind of precursor just saying like i want to sign off on everything i want to see the shots before i leave and stuff like that which means yeah it's hard to shoot on film <laughs> when i'm <laughs> doing other like editorial shoots but anyway with michelle it's just like it's so good that i you know we have that trust and i can sign off every on everything and, and we both just know like when michelle kind of goes through all the shots after a shoot she kind of like she will always like she'll pick the shots that she loves first and those are always the ones that i love as well and then she would like have that the, the trash folder where it's just like the ones that you don't think that i'm gonna like and you're right like yeah i've always i've really learned i think over the years what rule does like and i think i've learned to shoot that way if that makes and even even with the live stuff as well like we rule goes through all of the photos after you know a, a set as well like you know where we're on tour and in the beginning, there would be there'd be photos that he didn't like, and I just learned really quickly what they were. And now I don't, I can't remember the last time you didn't like 
like a live shot. Like it's just, it's, I know how to shoot rule now and, and in a way that, you know, he likes and captures everything that we need to capture. So that's just growing together, I think, as artists okay. and understanding what Rule wants out there as well. Because I'm hypersensitive of, like, especially when he was younger, like, you know, you just want him to be happy with everything because the internet's crazy and Rule's fans, there's like, you know, he has a really big fan base and they do take any shot and it's everywhere. So if there's something that he happens to not like, then that would make me feel really uncomfortable. That was something that I took that he didn't like that was out in the world. Like that makes me feel really gross. So <laughs> I prefer to avoid that. <laughs> now was, was there ever a time, or I'm sure there was, where sounds like you've been on that same page for a while but when you first met and you first started working with each other there was probably a certain amount of learning that went into that you know whether it be real communicating to you michelle like hey i don't like this or i do like this what was that Mm -hmm. collaborative process like for you guys before you got to this point where now you pretty much just know what to do well yeah i feel like i was always quite honest from the get-go like of what i liked or didn't like I feel like when yeah. Michelle and I just always got along and we kind of became friends more than we became kind of colleagues. So it was easier mm-hmm. to say like, oh, I don't know about this, but I like this sort of stuff. Like it was always pretty simple like that. There was no miscommunication and it came pretty telepathic pretty quickly. Yeah, and I didn't take it personally either. Like I said, I you know I was very conscious of um, making sure Rule was happy with all the photos. And like you said, now it is it does feel quite telepathic. Like it doesn't. We don't really have to have the conversations as much. But we like because we were so comfortable with each other. It was just a really easy conversation. Like it wasn't. If Rule says, "Yeah, not really sure about that," cool, it's done. And I would always say to him, "It's it's deleted. You'll never see it again in the world." Like, and he he had that trust in me as well to know. Nobody's, ever, you know, not going to see the the light of day if there's a particular shot that he doesn't want out there. So yeah, it's great, you guys. I mean, you could get that trust. And just going back to what you said earlier about photo shoots, I know people who maybe haven't experienced this or done this, but it is photo shoots can be awkward and it is really uncomfortable, especially being an artist position going into a shoot, having somebody take a picture of you or ha- ask you to do something, and you yourself have to tell them, "I don't want to do that." It's just it's a really uncomfortable thing. So usually. I would hope, you know, manager, creative director, it's helpful to have people on your team that help you with that. But, you know, when you're put in those positions, it's hard. So that's why maybe for people who've never seen how a photo shoot works, it, it is the thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it, it's nice hearing about how you guys kind of develop that because I think a lot of people who are out there and trying to work with artists want to know, you know, it's nice to humanize you, Rule, and it's nice to know where you're coming from, Michelle. And it's nice to me also that the age wasn't really an issue. And I, I'm sure a lot of people might think that is, but it sounds like as long as you're on the same page, those so, things don't matter. You mean the fact that I'm a complete nana? Yeah, it's never really been an issue. <laughs> that wasn't a slide. That wasn't any, you guys discussed it. I just, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, they obviously, that is God. like, you know, Should I go? quite a big, no, no, it's fine. It's, uh, <laughs> I always make fun of Michelle's age. It's great. He, he always it. does. He always like makes it way like, are you 50 this year? Is it, is it yeah. your 50th? Or thanks. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that about all of the team is like we do have such a genuine friendship. Like the creative team are literally my best friends. Like we all hang out outside of work like all of the time. Like it's a very natural relationship with all of us. So you know, I, I'm glad that when Rule came into the fold, it was really easy with him and we all just got along with him so well. And it's been, it's been a great journey so far. Yeah. That's awesome. It would have been fun to just to be like a little prick, like a little stuck up, like yeah. 15 year old prick and would have just like, I could have played that card and I might, I still might. 
sometimes we're kind of like, do you think it will happen? Do you think that's gonna, it's gonna, there's going to be a turn? <laughs> this is going to turn into a real asshole. Like you're going to go through a phase of like being an asshole? It hasn't yeah. happened yet, but you yeah. never know. Maybe after COVID, it's just like... Yo, I hope when it happens, let me know. I want to bring you guys on here and I want to experience rule as an asshole. Please. <laughs> he just starts firing everyone. That's what happens. He's like, you're fine. You're fine. Catch you later. We're all gone. So. All right. Well, I hope that doesn't become a reality. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, like, after we're hearing about, you know, you guys creating images together, I was thinking, like, rule from your point of view, you know, not all artists are this hands-on. And it's cool to hear that you care this much about your image, but, and I don't mean this in like a challenging way. I mean it in a genuine question. Why does it even matter to you what the images look like? I mean, you could easily just say pick whatever you guys like, but you are more hands-on. So how come? Well, I think it just becomes hand in hand with the music to me. Like when I'm like, the music is the thing, you know, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to write music, perform music, put out music. But when I'm writing songs, there's always a visual in mind and there's always, you know, a colorway or like a sort of image, a location or something that's in my head. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, single artwork and stuff like that, I really, really, really matters because you want people to look at what they're listening to. And mm -hmm. when it relates to each other and it's easy to understand and, and it jumps out at you even before you listen to the song, it, like it's super important. And then I guess with everything else, just like, you know, press shots. And when we do just like, tour shots and stuff feeling like I want it to come in hand to hand with the music. I feel like if I just didn't care about my, my image or my, I don't know what I look like you know, in general, I feel like it just wouldn't work as well. I feel like it would just not make sense. It would look like it was two different people writing music and you know what I look like. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You want what people see to be the same thing that they hear. And yeah. You know, it's kind of the same way I think of music videos, right? Like when somebody makes a music video for a song and you watch it, then every time you listen to that song, it kind of plays over in your head and changes the whole vibe of the exactly, song. Exactly. And which is also really scary and dangerous for stuff like that because <laughs> it's like ruin songs for people. And <laughs> I know like my friend has never watched a music video in her life because she's too scared that it's going to like, or like at least she hasn't watched the music videos of songs she really loves because she's scared it's going to make her hate the song. And I think that's kind of fair enough because if you're right, when you or and it, and it is the same as well with like artwork for a single. Like if you look at something that looks really shitty and like just not tasteful and it, it, it's just not nice, then you're probably going to think the song's shit. Yeah, it's super important. It's great too that Ruled has such an interest in it as well because I've worked with other artists that don't care as much, specifically on tour as well. Like they just don't. They don't care about photography. They don't care. They don't even look at the photos. They don't really, there's no value or respect for what we do. And that like, I think that's a great thing about Rule. Like there is such a respect for what we do as a creative team. And we do work so closely with him and he does really enjoy the process. And like, that's just a pleasure. Like it's a pleasure to be involved in some, like with a, an artist that actually really gives a shit because the, the opposite is not that fun. And I, I don't know if you've experienced that, Adam, but it's just not creatively it's just not as fun when they're just not enjoying the process or they just don't care it just makes your job yeah nowhere near as fun the theme for everything here seems to be that everybody's on the same team everybody's got the same goals and everybody's working together you know it's a group effort which is to me how it should be but like you said there's definitely situations where it's not like that and it's not fun it's just painful for everybody yeah and you, exactly. i think that you don't create as good of content whether it be visual musical or anything 
I was just saying, like, Michelle, if you just want to drop some names who's been shitty to work with, that'd be sick. I feel like that'd be really fun. That'd be great content. Fun on that one. That's such a part of the industry that is such a no-brainer for professionals, but that some people who might start out might make those mistakes and just say the things. And I'm like... It's such a, it's an interesting part of the industry where you, you never talk poorly on anyone unless they're like, you know, committing crimes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say if they're abusers, maybe. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a line that's drawn where it's like, Hey, this is harmful harming somebody in an illegal level. Then yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but when you watch Sean Mendez, it's bad. So. <laughs> How hard are you going to make this edit guys? Come on. No, no kidding. Sean's <laughs> awesome. We had, no, we had you a can great that. I don't time. like Sean is the best. I was making a joke no, yeah yeah he's so great <laughs> well i mean you touched on touring a little bit there so you guys work in the studio you you create albums you know you create the visuals for all your songs together but then you go out on the road together because you know you pretty much work together on everything which is great i and i hear through michelle then you can probably back this up rule based on your guys story it sounds accurate but that your your tour vibe is pretty family oriented maybe on a literal level because when you were starting out you know your parents might have been there i'm not quite sure but what curated that initially like what created the family aspect of touring for you guys because it's not like that for everybody yeah well i think my mom my mom being there at the start was huge it was a huge thing for me i thought i just needed someone in my family there because otherwise i'd legit just be eating fucking mcdonald's and getting up at like 3 p.m every day so um <laughs> just like that part of it was needed just for my like actual health but then i guess like when i got a bit older and you know when Michelle started to be my mom because, you know, old Nana Michelle really just helped me with, you know, she made me a sandwich in the morning and me a hug when I was feeling. I do vitamins, make sure you Yeah, have, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah, you keep healthy. Flintstones? <laughs> exactly. Put on my cartoons. <laughs> no, I think, um, I mean, obviously Rule's age had a lot to do with wanting to create. I'm remembering Rule really early on, like that first Japan tour, your parents weren't on that. It was actually just us. So I think there was, you know, we wanted to create that. So because Rule was like 14 at the time. And also to, you know, be hyper aware that we were acting as his parents, in, like literally acting as his parents in some instances. So, you know, as guardians and stuff like that, like especially Nate and, you know, if I was there in certain situations as well. So, but also I just think it's, kind of just the type of people that we are, are as well and just very conscious of wanting to, I guess, provide a space that's really comfortable for Rule and that where, you know, he can trust us, his family can trust us. Like we're really conscious of all those things, like specifically from a family point of view. Like that's a really big responsibility for, you know, Rule to be sent across the world. And, and like, yes, his parents were there the majority, of, or one of his parents were usually there the majority of the time, so there was definitely instances where they weren't and that's really huge to give that responsibility over and we took that really seriously and there was you know we were very hyper aware of just being responsible adults I guess and and you know yeah. good role models for rule as well I mean I hope that's what came across but that's that was definitely the aim you guys definitely could have played it like we need to take care of this child otherwise his parents are gonna fucking kill us <laughs> or it was like but, but then again I didn't it didn't feel like I was like this thing that had to be taken care of or like yeah. this sort of so then baby you yeah absolutely space, you know yeah like it didn't feel like that you guys still felt like my friends which was i don't know how you guys did that i don't know how you made that balance and um like bearable for both of us so yeah i i always thank <laughs> you guys for that so yeah i don't know I, I always i never felt 
you know, like I was babied, which easily could have mm. happened. So, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's why the family stuff worked. Yeah. So more like a little brother rather than like a, you know, like a child, I think like, that's what we were yeah. like in, in the family sense. And I like, I remember times even like there was, I think there was a time in Amsterdam where it was like towards the end of the tour and the whole band was going out. Rule wasn't 18 yet. And I think he just wanted to come out with that, us that night, just to, just to walk around, like not to do anything. And even walking around in Amsterdam can get a little sketchy. We went to the red light district and I had a great <laughs> Just to have a look around, you know, and you know, his, his mom was like, you know, you know, you should come back. And I just said to her, Hey, look, just let him come with us for tonight. I'll make sure he's back by midnight. Yeah. We'll just hang out for a little bit, just give him a, like a little bit of freedom. And, and, you know, that also shows that she had trust in us to do the right thing then. And also gives rule a little bit of freedom because he is with adults the whole time. He's not being able to live a normal life. They to go back on the bus in that instance. I was like, that kind of sucks. Like he should be able to yeah. come out with us. And his sisters were there as well. So his sisters were on tour at the moment. So I just thought this is a cool opportunity just to let him come out with us for a bit. We're not going to do anything wild. We're just going to walk around a really awesome city, you know, while we're there. So you know, we always wanted to make it fun for Rule as well. Like we didn't want to treat him like a little kid and he have to miss out on everything because he's underage. Like I was always really conscious of that as well. Like just, I mean, we're there for him. You know, we don't want him to have to go back and not have any fun. Like that doesn't seem like a great time either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we managed to do that without doing anything illegal as well. Like I, I never actually like had to sneak into bars or anything like that like I don't know it was it was yeah it was pretty good like we did it pretty well I always I never felt left out I never felt like I had to just get ushered off onto the bus where everyone was having a good time other than when someone took a shit <laughs> it felt somebody like- did the thing you can't do on the bus <laughs> didn't it? yeah that night well that time. no that was that the night though rule I think we were out and I came back early with you back early yeah yeah yeah, we came back earlier, being responsible adults that we are, and the rest of the band stayed out a bit later that night. So, so we did have a bit of a good time. It was fine. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys had a fun time doing this because there's definitely a reality in other people's careers who this is not their experience touring when, you know, I think the the thing we've talked about is age, but it's so relevant because, you know, often people that are under 18 or depending on where you live, maybe it's a little older, don't have agency to make decisions for themselves And it sounds like you guys found a really good balance to make this like a memorable thing, but not a dangerous thing, but not a, you know, it's like you did everything right. So respect, because that's not how it always works out. As we see with people like, you know, maybe Britney Spears or something like that, you know, it's just a rough life for some people. Exactly. All right, cool. So, I mean, moving on from touring, the other thing that I want to talk about was shooting live because, you know, every night, I know you guys hang out during the day and at night, but there's always a live concert. And something that stuck out to me when I was talking to Michelle before this is that, and I kind of related to, is that when you, when she shoots you live, she mentioned that there's kind of a connection between you guys and whether that be, I I don't know how that embodies itself. Like, I don't imagine you guys are legitimately talking to each other with words, but there must be some kind of communication. So Michelle, maybe I just spoiled everything you could say, but can you tell me a little bit about that connection and then rule after she's done just... Yeah, you know, tell how her presence affects everything. I don't know, but that's the vibe. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear from it from Rule's point of view because I don't, I don't really know how yes. to explain it, but I, I can tell that he knows where I am. He knows where I am. So, and it's not like he's what he's clearly not watching me because he's performing. But it like 
either it's a weird like at the corner of his eye or something he's just there's an awareness and which is always really nice as a photographer because he you know he'll come to spaces where I am and um you know because he's performing you know all over the place and then there's a moment that I notice that he notices me and that he'll come to that space and then he moves off again and that makes my job really easy because I'm trying to capture certain moments so it's not like he's fixated but it's obviously something there that he he, rules just like I don't do that I don't do that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe he's going to say that, but I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's no. you're a weirdo, Michelle. No, that's <laughs> completely right. Like, I, there's definitely an awareness. Like, I always feel like I don't know why you're like you're wearing all black and in the shadows, but I can always <laughs> it's very easy to spot. I don't know. Like, I, I, I find, but it is definitely the the corner of my eye sort of thing. Like, I'm never kind of looking for you. Like, I'll be like mm. trying to perform to the audience, and then let's say I see you on the corner of my eye on the other side of the stage. I think it's more impressive for you to know exactly where I'm going to go as well, because I don't give you any <laughs> yeah. indication. So like, if I see you over there and I just like start like, you know, kind of walking that way, but still performing to the audience. And then I'll just do like a little look and then <laughs> maybe I'll just like jump down onto the rails So just do something out of the ordinary. And that's usually where the best shots taken. Like the ones where we're in like that one show in Amsterdam that we did at the last end of the tour. Mm-hmm. Like when I just like climbed up onto the, um, onto like the, the riser. The, the, riser. Riser. Yeah, called, uh, the, the riser and i just saw that you're behind me and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna like grab my guitar and like do a real dumb like fucking guitar hero jump and we, and we got it and you like absolutely killed it you just like got like the best <laughs> shot ever <laughs> and it was so sick and yeah that, that would have been so crazy. dumb but- <laughs> that shit was so wild because when i got that shot it was yeah it was weird that i was in the right position because amsterdam didn't have a pit so I had to it was really tricky to shoot because it was sold out and this venue was people were crammed in so you couldn't shoot you couldn't actually get anywhere near the front of the stage so I had to shoot from the side of the stage the back of the venue and the back of the stage so for this particular moment I was at the back of the stage and rule jumped and I remember taking like looking at the back of the screen taking a photo of the screen sending it to the group chat like during the like during the show and I was like I just took the best photo of my career I was like so excited about this photo just to get that moment like it was just like yeah and then and then you did it again in Bangkok and I got it from the front we did two shows in Bangkok and we I did it I was like fuck I'm just gonna do this every show now like do like a, a big jump but like if I do things, Michelle will take pictures of them, and then I can show everybody that I do these things. It's it's a great. I mean, that is great teamwork. In my mind, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but then we just did that in Bangkok, and then he got it again and again, and was like, oh, this is like because awesome. those are not easy shots to take as well because you can easily yeah, miss they're it not because it's not like I'm like hanging in the air. It's just like like <laughs> in real life when you if you video it, it's very awkward. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> But when you get it, it yeah, I, do, I make it look like you're hanging for sure. Yeah, it's exactly. like a real no photo. videos of the jump allowed. No videos allowed. Just photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was really cool because yeah, he did it like three shows in a row, and then we had one show in Australia, which was like the last festival that you know before BC before COVID. And I remember being in the pit with like a million photographers. Like it was like the first time we'd been back in like six months and I got to see all my friends in the pit. And I was like, oh my God, guys, he's going to do a job. He's going to do a job. So all the other photographers got to take a photo. They didn't get it as good, I don't think. But anyway, like they only had one. (laughs) Okay, Michelle, chill out. All right, we get it. Your shot's really... No, No, I gave him an opportunity though. You know, I gave him a heads up. (laughs) 
<laughs> the fire's about to go. The streamers are going to flow here. Like you got to help other people out when you can. Yeah. Yeah. If you know the moments in the show, I like to help out the other photographers for sure. Rule when they're all getting ready for the jump, that's when you got to not do it. Now you got to do something else. He won't do it anymore. Yeah. Something like, uh, gotcha. I'm just picturing now, like when you guys go back to shows, like you're going to be, I feel like now that we've talked about that, you do communicate on stage. He's just going to be messing with you. Like you're going to be ready for a shot and go to the other end of the stage and be like, what's going on? Where are you at? It's putting you to the test. Yeah. Making me run to the other side. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. This is all good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, this is, this is a nightmare. I can imagine. We're brainstorming today. We did get to do a show not that long ago in Perth, which was like just a, a one-off, which was actually really awesome. And I get the good thing was that it just, came back so quickly like everything it was just like yeah, yeah we'll just right back in to uh you just exactly yeah but yeah i don't know i feel it is a lot harder though when like doing shows so far in between and so little and far in between because when you start tour the first show or two is always a bit you know like rough you kind of trying to get it and then once you kind of get into your rhythm you know the rest of the sh shows become automatic and then by like the last few shows like that's when like it's in the muscle memory but you also start to do the cool like new spontaneous shit where it makes it feel really special and then mm -hmm. now in the shows when the shows like once every like few months especially in australia because lockdown just keeps coming and going coming and going it feels like every show is like the first show on tour so mm -hmm. it's really hard to get it to feel like you know really good so uh yeah, I'm excited to actually get back on like a proper tour where I'll have a lot of goes at it before I can start, you know, spontaneity. Yes, yeah, yeah. spontaneity, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of free, freedom in it, I think, once you, you can just, you get to play and you get to relax and you can just, yeah, you can get like let loose a little bit in those shows once you just know it inside out. So, yeah, exactly. I can't wait for that as well. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's like anything, right? When you start out, all the things that you have to do take up so much of your mind space. And then once you can learn all those things to a point where you can free your mind, then you can really start being like, all right, I know how to be on stage and now I can do all these other things while I'm doing these things that used to take me forever to think about. Got to get you back to that point. Maybe play some like Guitar Hero in the meantime. I don't know. No, I got it. I'm actually, I'm actually like now like talking about all these shots. Like I've kind of just gone back and look at some of them like when I posted, like just to remind myself. And holy shit, oh. I never realized I'm fucking, oh, this is making me like real sad looking at all these shots again. Like I'm looking at all like the reminiscent photos. I haven't looked at these in so long. Like legit, I haven't looked at these in like eight months. But the man, oh, okay. I can't believe how long it's been COVID. It's blowing my I mind. Know. It gets me really emotional too. I mean, I mean, I just miss, I miss touring so much for so many reasons. Like, I mean, obviously all the moments that we spoke about because it is genuinely such a family. Like we do all like each other so yeah, much and hang family. out. But just... I love shooting rule shows. Like I just never get sick of it. And we did, I don't know how many we did in 2019. It must've been close to, it was over 50, definitely over 50. Maybe we did like 80 shows in 2019. Uh, yeah, it was something. I never get sick of shooting rule show. I, I've said this before, but I never get sick of hearing rule sing. I sit in on every uh, sound check because I just love hearing rule sing. I just That's genuinely good. do. Those are the good shots there. Yeah. <laughs> good shots so... I, I miss I miss so much of it. So it, it's it's hard not to get kind of down about it. And um, I try and keep really positive and hopefully it's you know, it's not too far away. But um, yeah, and I and you know, even just for rule, like to have two years out of his career, not being able to do so many shows, it just that makes me sad as well. So I just um, it's just really sad. It's really sad for music and it's really sad for our individual art forms and photography and all of that. So I think we're all just really keen to to really get back into it. And looking at America now um, is 
really inspiring and seeing all of my friends that have gone out to shoot festivals in the last couple of weeks and, and Rolling Loud and Lollapalooza and as much as it broke my heart, it also gave me something to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. I felt like we're definitely going to be going over there sooner than we're going to be doing shows at home, which is a, uh, which will be fun. Yeah, come hang. Yeah. You know, do you see Splendor in the Grass is like the one festival that in mm-hmm. Australia, it's like the kind of Coachella of Australia and yeah. it's, yeah. I'm sure you know. And um, yeah, like it's been pushed back like so many times, but they've kept the same lineup. So I'm, I'm playing it. Well, I have been supposed to be playing it. And like the lineups, like Tyler, the creator, the strokes and the gorillas, like some of three of my like, favorite artists. Like I'm like, I've been so excited to play it. And then when COVID hit, I, when it got canceled, I was like, are you kidding me. And then it got pushed back to December and then it got pushed back to this year. And it was only supposed to happen in November this year. And they've just canceled it again. And now it should be yeah. coming July 2020. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh God. And that's like the one show that I'm so excited for. And it's been pushed back so many times. But uh, yeah, I reckon that one, if that, when that comes around, is going to be a special one. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I mean, have you guys done, I know COVID's lasted a long time and maybe everybody's kind of been in this mindset of like, we're almost there, we're almost there. And sometimes that makes you not do as much because you're just kind of, you're like, okay, when it's over, we'll, we'll do something. But because yeah. of COVID, have you guys worked together at all remotely or at all at all? I know you were doing like FaceTime shoots before. Yeah, um, yeah, we did a bunch of shoots, and we've we've been you know we've done two. We've done two. We did we did the Sydney one when I came to your house, and we did all that stuff that ended up being used for too many feelings. We did that whole shoot, and then we did another shoot in March, which was like a really big kind of preempting like we can do stuff at the moment so if we can't for a while let's just do a really big a press shot sort of shoot which was probably to be honest one of probably my favorite shoot to date I'm like I'm dying for people to see these photos like they're probably some of my favorite I've ever taken so um that shoot I just I just adore it I just think it's so great so hopefully the world gets to see those soon but yeah Yeah. we got to do that so yeah we've been able to do little bits and pieces which has been great those moments kind of keep me going which is really great and also um rule did a performance in sydney uh with another favorite artist of mine jared james which happened not that long ago and i flew up to sydney just to see that and take some photos and stuff that day and that like little moments like that kind of just keep you inspired and keep you going little sparks so, little jolts little of energy sparks yeah they give you they give you a few months hope to keep going <laughs> yeah all right guys well that hour went by quick but we pretty it much did. are here yeah. Yeah. Up. I, I have a few last questions. It's just shower shoes. That's all the question is. That's the, it's not like <laughs> last deep questions. I just want to know if you guys wear shower shoes or what. Please ask this question. This is so funny. Oh, God. Oh, I just, Who wants to go um, first? I don't care. Let's hear it. We had a drummer. Um, how, about, how about you? You tell the story, Michelle. I feel like you, I, I'm, I'm going to spill something. We had a crew member that was very big on... Um, like he was, he was definitely one that mentioned shower shoes. I think I, we didn't really know the shower shoes situation. And I think like, I don't think any of us even considered it to be honest. We were kind of like, what are you talking about? Yeah. We're just like shower shoes. Like why would you wear shoes in the shower? Also we're Australian. So like, you know, we're, we're used to walking around in bare feet and who cares? Um, but anyway, there was, there was one, um, what are they called? Day room. And mm-hmm. this person went to have a shower and they, uh, had used all of the spare bath towels. They put them in the bath at the bottom of the bath to have their shower. Because he forgot his shower shoe. Because he forgot his shower shoe. So the next, sorry, that was the important thing. He forgot his shower shoe. So then the next person went in and all of the towels had been used. 
soaking wet on the floor. Soaking wet on the floor. No, but that's the thing. It wasn't even in the day room. It was at the venue. Oh, it was at the venue. Okay. I thought it was in, I actually thought it was the day. <laughs> anyway, we, we don't do shower shoes. We probably should. We've probably got a lot of We probably of should. No, but, we're uh, all kind of like, we, all, we thought it was ridiculous. We're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I love to hear that. I'm team no shower shoes, so I'm happy to have my, uh, my decision backed by more people, a little more confirmation bias here. So that's great. I love it. I love it. I yeah. remember when you were doing Twitch and you had the no shower shoes, little emote. I love it. Yeah, it's necessary. <laughs> we got to push. We got to, we got to push for the cause. Well, thank you guys for doing this with me. I appreciate it. You know, it was super fun. Thank you so much. Just thank you again. I just really appreciate it. That's all I can say. And I hope to see and meet you guys in real life sometime when uh, it's all safe. So uh, Michelle, I'll keep track of you guys and uh, I'll hopefully come yes. see a show. Great I, want to see, I want to see gospel live after doing my research. I want to see that. <laughs> Adam was right. telling me they did, he did research and he was like, everyone was just asking about gospel. I'm like, please ask Rule about gospel. He'll love that. Uh, I've just been listening to it prepping. It's a good song. Maybe at like 2 million followers, right? That was like the 1 million followers thing. 2 million followers, you know, it's like the first verse. I wouldn't right. do that shit for 10 million followers. I'm sorry if I made you dislike me in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Look, you don't make me like you. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you didn't have that much work to do, Adam. All right, sweet. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Connor's here. Join in, Connor. We can share that. If you're watching a video, you'll see that Connor and I are next to each other now because we both live in LA. Dude, hello. Hey, talking to the mic. Hello there. Connor, uh, I heard you shot a festival recently. Dude, I did. Just got back from Mexico. That was, uh, was a little wild. On my autofocus on my camera is going crazy. <laughs> well, welcome back, and I'm happy to be here with you in LA. And you're working pretty steadily now, right? Trying to. A few gigs here and there. Uh, Mexico definitely kept me busy for two weekends, but happy to be here shooting some weddings and yeah, staying busy. Hell yeah. If somebody wants to be in the music industry and you're living in a small city, that's fine. But Connor's proof. Move to LA, Nashville, Chicago, New York, and just yell it from the rooftops that you live there. I'm definitely yelling. Maybe not from the rooftops, maybe in the street. Even I have to do it. I just moved back to LA and I'm just telling everybody, I'm here now. Hire me. And it took two weeks. I got one gig, though. So we'll keep going. Just yell louder. Yeah, I got to yell louder. All right. Awesome, dude. All right. Well, if you guys are ever in L.A., hit Connor and I up. We will come to the show. We will come hang out with you. Or if you just want to come crash, we're both in the valley hanging out. You know, come record a podcast with us. We don't care. We just want to hang out and meet other cool people trying to tour. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's get some food. We're getting, we're getting we, food. We just ate dinner. We did eat dinner. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week.